This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know me, I like to label and name and brand elements of the show. I dubbed October the fulcrum in sports because it's catchy and it's true. October is the month around which every other month in the sports world revolves. (laughs) It is the busiest month of the year in sports and sports broadcasting. And so often when I've gone a week or longer without responding to text messages or emails. That's my fallback. I'm so sorry. October is absolute chaos. And it is. It really is. Even Monday, trying to recover from the NFL Sunday and the college football Saturday, just a, a football weekend. And boom, you the, not even two hours after I wake up. And, and I had to get up earlier today. But uh, it's right back into games that require attention and require uh, watching, taking notes, following what's happening, and then to go through Monday Night Football and a uh, Game Seven. I mean, again, you're this is this was me for three hours. I am watching football. When it gets to a break, I flip over to baseball. I rewind it back to the last point at which I saw. Watch it through until it catches up. Until I catch up on the DVR, and then go back to football. Rewind from the point at which I had flipped over. I mean, that's that's what happens. It really requires all your attention. And so, um, and I only say that to say that October is so busy because of that. There really isn't much of a break between football and baseball. A friend of mine asked me recently, when do you get a day off? And I said, after October is over and baseball is done. However, it's also great for business. Uh, We love the fact that there's so much traffic on our social media. There's so many people that are checking in. Uh, It's busy because the NHL and the NBA are also back because MLS is taking place and we had the Ryder Cup earlier this month. There's always something going on in the month of October, thus the fulcrum. And we have still so much to do. But back to my point about liking to name and label different elements of the show. I thought we might call this loser's hour, <laughs> which which we could, except that coming up in 15 minutes, we'll have a guest from Arlington. No, not from Arlington. Sorry, from Houston about the Rangers. Uh, they will be heading back to Arlington as they prepare for a World Series that will begin on Friday. Uh, but from Houston, a member of our Dallas affiliate, 105.3, the fan who is on the field and in the clubhouse, he will join us uh, to set the stage, the atmosphere, really to make sure that uh, we get the full story on these Rangers, the intel. Oh, producer Jay just said in my ear, because he's a live guest, it might be later in the hour. So at some point this hour, some point this hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
You can find me on Twitter, ALAW Radio. Love to connect with you always. We still hear from people routinely every week who are finding the show for the first time, and that's awesome. Uh, we've also got a Monday MVP poll that still goes for another couple hours. That's an NFL-specific poll, but many of you are writing in Adolis Garcia or writing in other members of the NFL. And then we have just kind of a poll to gauge your reaction. Which team is more worthy of worry right now? Which team is in more of a pickle? Is it the San Francisco 49ers who dropped back-to-back games and Brock Purdy has not played well for stretches in each of these losses? Plus, they're without Debo Samuel, right? They're missing pieces. Or is it the Buffalo Bills, who, speaking of missing pieces, they are as well. And their offense hasn't looked comfortable for the majority of the first seven weeks. So that poll is also up. But the reason we're going to talk about the losers is because we have yet to hear from the Houston Astros. Did you see the report about Dusty Baker? According to The Athletic, Dusty has told members of the Astros front office that this is his last year as manager. And he did not want to make it public because he didn't want to take away from what the Astros were attempting to do, which was to ultimately win back-to-back World Series for the first time since the turn of the century to have a team do that. And still he's reluctant to talk about it, but you'll hear from Dusty directly. Again, the report from The Athletic is that he has told people inside the organization as well as his own family and friends that he is not managing past this season, that this will be his last season as a manager in Major League Baseball. He is 74 years old, although my mom's birthday is Tuesday and she's still teaching almost full-time and she's older than Dusty. You sound like my mother. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he's 74 turned 74 this summer and there this is a grind I mean it's a grind to be on the road as much as they are to travel as much as they do 162 regular season games and since he took over as the manager of the Astros they've gone as deep as the World Series or at the very least The ALCS. He's the oldest active manager in baseball. Although Bochi now is into his 70s. No, let's see. No, no, no. Bochi is 68. So there's a few years between them. But Bochi, same place. But it's amazing how much winning can give you a lift. And Bochi talked about how he was sitting on his couch for three years before the Rangers brought him out of retirement. And gosh, what a fresh challenge and a new energy he seems to have. Or, you know, he's kind of approaching it that way. So we'll hear from the Astros, including Dusty Baker. And then also we have to give you the Niners perspective because they just dropped back-to-back games. So Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. Again, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find us on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, uh, as well as on Twitter. 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. 
Uh, we'll try to work in some calls as well. But there was another baseball game that was taking place in Philadelphia. Gosh, now almost 12 hours old from first pitch. And it didn't take long beyond that first pitch for the Diamondbacks to get busy. Into the full windup and the pitch. And a drive to left. And the Diamondbacks break on top on a home run by Tommy Pham. Here's the uh, next one from Nolan. And a shot to left. And it's going to be 2-0 Diamondbacks. Back-to-back. Pham and Gurriel for the Diamondbacks here in the second inning. That was almost a golf shot. This was a sinker. It was not the curveball. He went down and got it and still elevated that ball and just crushed that ball over the wall. The call on Diamondbacks Radio, Greg Schulte being the main play-by-play, and they gave some support to Merrill Kelly pretty quickly. Now, Kelly got into his own trouble in the first inning. He actually had to leave two Philly straight. That he had to get out of a jam in that first inning. And remember, the, the Phillies, they have ignited the crowd there at the bank, Citizens Bank Park, by some of their early home runs. Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper. We've seen the top of that lineup, Trey Turner, get those solo shots, those big home runs right away. But after after Kelly manages to get out of a jam there in the first inning, the Diamondbacks plate three runs in the second. So, gosh, talk about a turnaround. That itself might have been the turning point of this game six. And Tommy Pham, he'd kind of been scuffling along as the DH. But he gets the solo home run off Aaron Nola. Now, Nola started been pushed back. And then Lourdes Gurriel, he did the same thing not long after. You can imagine what a lift it was for Pham, what a lift it was for the Diamondbacks to be able to, to strike first. Because once the Phillies get rolling, their hitting is contagious. But also that crowd there in Philadelphia, you know that stadium, it, it can be full throat when they are playing well. And so this was such a huge deal for the Diamondbacks to get the first three runs across. The pitch, swing, and that's a line drive down the right field line. Fair ball into the corner. Carroll powering towards third. It gets away from Castellanos. Carroll's going to score easily. Marte on his way to third, and it's an RBI triple. Diamondbacks extend their lead. It's now 4-1. to one. Once again, the call on Diamondbacks radio. So two RBI hits for Gattel Marte. And for the Phillies, it was... A story that we haven't told about them recently, but they go one for seven with runners in scoring position. Unable to extend or to expand their scoring opportunities. They couldn't get a rally together. And you got to give credit to Merrill Kelly. Now, he was taken out after five innings, though he'd given up just a run on three hits. He struck out eight, but ultimately... It was about the win, and so he was trusting Tori Lovello. In that situation, obviously, NLCS Game 6, I want to be out there. I want to help my team win, um, and that's kind of my mentality. Um, but we you know, we had a conversation after that inning. Um, you know, He kind of broke down why it was that he took me out um, and the reason behind it. Behind it. Um, and at the end of the day, I trust my bullpen. It's not about me not trusting who's coming in behind me. It's just me trusting myself, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, the guys behind me came in and did a great job. And at the end of the day, if, if we win, then that's what matters.
all hands on deck, anything is possible. Game sevens are game sevens for a reason. So we earned the right to play in that game. And um, I, I'm proud of the guys for that. So I want them to enjoy it. They're excited. But at some point tonight, we're going to probably turn the page and set our sights on their starting pitcher, set our sights on what our job is, and uh, make sure we get a good night's rest. So I'm really proud of the boys, but I want, I want them to celebrate. They're, they're in a very good mood in that clubhouse right now. <laughs> I can imagine Tori Lovello doing his press conference as his Diamondbacks were not only feeling the joy of forcing a Game 7, uh, but also probably some relief. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Similar to what I said about the Texas Rangers and their backs being against the wall, really any team that gets to this point has to be fairly comfortable facing adversity and facing the prospect of elimination. But for the Diamondbacks, they needed to fight, scratch, and claw just to get into the postseason, right? They were not sniffing the NL West title that was long gone to the Dodgers, and now the Dodgers are long gone. But the Diamondbacks were on the edge for quite a while. They were competing with teams, not so much the Phillies, because the Phillies had a fairly sizable lead atop the NL wild card, but they were competing with other teams to try to to make or to earn a wild card, like the Cubs, for instance, and some of the other teams uh, that were really, tr- you know, pushing the pedal to the metal down the end of the season. So for them, you know, they... They've kind of been in this space where if we don't win, we're done. So this is not foreign to them at all. And, in fact, Tommy Pham says it's good for them. You can say when our backs are against the wall, it brings the best out of us. Um, guys tend to, or tend to turn up the focus. And, um, you know, it gives us a little edge. So maybe, maybe that's what we needed. I do like the edge. The edge is significant this time of the year. Anything that can give you an edge or a leg up. As for the Phillies, you don't need to worry about the Phillies. They're also real comfortable when it comes to these types of situations, meaning the pressure cooker. But I am blown away hearing this. The Phillies, when they step on the field for game seven at their own stadium on Tuesday night, will play in the first ever Game 7 in franchise history. The Phillies have never played in a Game 7 before. How about that? Now, they played in winner-take-all games, Game 5s, but not in a Game 7. And you've got to be impressed with the fact that the Diamondbacks even forced one, considering how dominant the Phillies were in the first two games of this NLCS. But yeah, they weren't unable to extend a rally to put together enough hits that they really could ever feel like they had some momentum. First inning comes out and he really executed everything. And even in the fourth inning, I thought it was a good inning. Uh, the second inning, he just didn't execute some pitches and, and um, he paid for it. But, uh, you know, we didn't score any runs. So, yeah, partly the offense, but also Aaron Nola. He was all right, but he was spotty. And the fourth inning's where he was able to settle down a little bit, that second inning was the one in which he gave up the three runs and just couldn't sustain. Again, same thing for the offense. Couldn't sustain what it was that he was trying to do. So he allows four runs on six hits, has a couple of walks in there. But ultimately, the Phils go one for seven with runners in scoring position. So it's, it's both. Credit the Diamondbacks. Credit Merrill Kelly. 
Gosh, could you imagine? And I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I have no idea. In a game seven, anything can happen. But could you imagine if the Phillies lost after, first of all, on their own field, but also after everything that we've seen from them so far in October? Big, bad, bold, brash, loud. The onslaught from the hitters. The, the Bryce Harper, the Trey Turner, as I say, the Kyle Schwarber and how he's tattooing balls. My goodness, I, I can't even imagine if they fall short. People had them heading to the World Series after game two, no doubt. People were talking about sweeps. I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, a completely different world now. And credit the Diamondbacks. That tenacity, that refusal to give up and go away. And the Phillies have got their hands full now. It doesn't matter if the game is at their home ballpark, though they certainly should have the benefit of a crowd that's lost its mind. And I mean, it's comforting. But the Diamondbacks are no longer intimidated, just like the Rangers were not. Okay, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Jay, what's the call? We're going to wait until after the update at the bottom of the hour to welcome our guest. Again, covers the Rangers, part of their broadcast uh, from our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan. So next, we will hear from some of the losers. We'll go Niners. We'll also work in some Astros. Thanks for hanging out with us. Our second show of the work week, but maybe your first. If you don't join us on Sunday nights, well, here you are on a Monday. Whew, the Monday hit me in the face. It's all right, though, because I got a lot of yard work done. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Clerk ready now, one-two pitch, ground ball, second base, Simeon's got it, on to first to Nate Lowe, and hello World Series! The Rangers have won their third American League pennant. They stream out of the dugout and are jumping up and down between the mound and first base. For the first time since 2011, the Rangers are going to the World Series after having six consecutive losing seasons. What an amazing year this has been. And there's more baseball to be played. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On the official Texas Rangers radio network, Eric Nadell with the final call as they return to the World Series and they do it in a Game 7 on the road in Houston They've not yet lost on the road in this postseason run. Bruce Bochy has never guided a team to a loss in a winner-take-all game, and now he's headed back to the World Series. It's unreal. I mean, I'm fixing myself. It's, it's hard to believe that this is really happening. I mean, three years out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was sitting on that couch for three years and got the call from CY. Couldn't be more grateful to think I'm here in World Series. It's, I, I, there's no words. Congratulations to him on Bally Sports Southwest and to the Rangers. It's been a really neat story. Six consecutive years with losing seasons, but some of those were 100 plus losing seasons. And then to cough up that AL West title on the final day in a tie break to their hated interstate rivals, the Houston Astros. Man, they've been living in their shadow for a while. This is how you get the last laugh. But as for the Astros themselves, seven consecutive ALCS appearances, multiple World Series, Dusty Baker, no way that you can minimize what they've accomplished. We've been spoiled around here as far as just winning, winning, and winning. And, you know, heck, I've been here four years and we've been to two World Series and two championship seasons. I mean, series. I mean, you know, we have nothing to be ashamed of or nothing to hold our head up, down about. I mean, we're down, you know, but we're not out. And every team, damn near in baseball, would trade, you know, to have the last four years that we've had. It's tough. I mean, you're in this game to win, and um, we weren't able to do that. But, I mean, you know, the Rangers played a really good series. They have a really good ball, ball club. So, um, wish them all the best in the World Series. And, I mean, we had a you know, good year, a lot of a lot of ups and downs throughout the season, but you know, we were able to make things work and you know at least have the opportunity to get there. So, um, you know, it's a little tough. Look, I mean, I'm not somebody to dwell on negatives. I, you know, I, obviously, we would have liked to have been able to get it done here, and, 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 I, and there's no simple answer as to why we didn't play great at home. Um, you know, uh, just stinks. Uh, obviously, would have liked to have had it gone different. The voice of Justin Verlander after Kyle Tucker. So, yeah, you're going to hear that type of sentiment coming from a clubhouse where they're used to winning, right? This is not what they anticipated. They were planning on winning back-to-back World Series for the first time, you know, since the turn of the century in the Yankees, or at least getting back there. But I think the worst is the fact that after taking the lead in the ALCS, they then dropped back-to-back games at home. I mean, that's stunning. 
for a team like the Astros. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We had talked about this all throughout their run. Just four guys remaining from that 2017 championship. But two of them, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, both with big-time postseason moments, championship-type moments. Altuve had another home run in this game, but obviously too little, too late. Why did the Astros fall short, though? How did they end up going two for 14 with runners in scoring position? Baseball. You know, sometimes you're going to win, sometimes not. I think that's, that's what happened. They play better than us. <laughs> that's a good point. The Rangers did, in fact, play better than the Astros in both games, six and seven. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page, we're looking forward to a conversation with Jared Sandler from our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan, part of the Rangers radio network as they're back in the World Series. And I think a really cool story. They've been building toward this. Why was this the breakthrough season? We will ask Jared. And also, how did they turn into road warriors? So when the plane lands and when he is available, he will join us here after hours. Paul is listening in Westfield, Massachusetts. Paul, welcome to After Hours. Amy, I miss you. It's been months, and since you make up words, Croptober, baby. <laughs> and I just literally picked and peeled and cooked my fresh tomatoes while my Croptober bud is hanging dry, and it's the aroma and the flavor, and the leaves are changing color. I literally am in heaven up here, you know? Aww. Yeah, we, yeah, we've got great fall colors in my neighborhood, too. Yes, man, it's awesome. Hey, Amy, this is a what I would consider a significantly historic uh, matchup. You've got the Astros, um, basically was King Kong, and then Godzilla. Except this time, uh, the Astros just couldn't outbat Texas, like you mentioned, the RBI record. I don't think that was a narrative that many people expected. And then, of course, the first time I saw Altuve, and imagine seven in a row now, I remember laughing, thinking, there's me, you know, the funny guy in every Spanish movie, jumping for joy. It's Al- Jose Altuve, just so full of joy. And watching what they did was awesome. And to think, he's five foot six in an age of giants. To put in terms of physics, for him to be able to smoke the ball at his height is very not probable against people like Aaron Judge, but it shows you, like with John Stockton in basketball, people like me, you know, Altuve's probably a once-in-a-generation player. His RBIs in that series at his age and what he's done at his height, he's in a whole category when you put in the physics, which is important. And it gives people a generation wanting to be like him. You know, it's just a great story and good for baseball. And then the other side there with Game 7, never at home, and then big mouth motorheads running it and flapping it. You know, like Ric Flair said, you want to walk the walk, you better talk the talk. And hopefully they're not running the mouth with the checks and they can't cash. Wait, are you sure not- it's the it's not the opposite? When you want to talk the talk, you better walk the walk? Well, I said it backwards. It's 3.30 in the morning. I've been in a hot tub for an hour. It's amazing I'm awake. But, yeah, you're right. And, Amy, the, the Patriots came back from the resurrection of the dead. Big Benny White up here at WCRN, the tall me. We're walking the plank. They want to get rid of Belichick and Mac, and this brought back the reality that so dumb. Coach and Mac, if he has protection and receivers that actually catch the ball, he can actually play like he did his first year. 
A lot going on. It's too hot. We're dropping it like it's hot in Croptober. This is going to be great. And the Celtics and the hockey in Boston is awesome. Boston let up seven goals in five games. Them two goalies are wicked. And although uh, they retired Bergeron, that 19-year-old's doing a great job. That new front line is doing good, and our defense is awesome. I can't wait to see what happens this winter. All right. Sounds like you're really excited. Thanks for sharing your enthusiasm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Paul. I can't compete with that. Not on a Monday night. Whew. So whether or not you can match his enthusiasm, if you want to answer our question of who incites more worry at this point, is it Niners or is it Bills? Neither team has played the way that it's capable of in the last few weeks. Uh, the Bills seem to be scuffling. I would say their issues run a little deeper. Um, though the San Francisco 49ers have now had back-to-back games in which their quarterback has scuffled. So Brock Purdy throwing a pair of interceptions, as in two, on each of their last two possessions. They're only losing by five, right? I mean, they've got a quick strike offense. They've got some big-time playmakers. We know that. And yet he throws the ball away twice and gets picked off. So how come? Or, you know, what what went wrong, I suppose, would be the question for Brock Purdy. Just a bad ball. Uh, JJ did a good job in his route, and um, D-line got a, a good push on us, and I sort of just was trying to anticipate the throw. Um, at the end of the day, it was a bad ball, and um, obviously I, I threw it too far ahead of him. So, yeah. So that's about the game-sealing interception, uh, both of them with Cam Bynum for the Minnesota Vikings. But Christian McCaffrey says, actually, it's my fault that we lost this game. Anytime you lose, it's a bad feeling. Um, I think we have a team that's hypercritical of each individual and you know we can't just let it trickle down and um got to take a good hard look in the mirror i know i'll do that i made a bad mistake today that i believe cost us the game if i don't fumble that ball and uh so i'm put, I'm put it on me and uh go from there yeah i mean there's multiple moments that you could look at for the niners and you got to give the Vikings credit, right? So Jordan Addison wrestles the ball away from Chavarius Ward, turns it into a 60-yard touchdown right before half. To me, that was a, a massive shift. Uh, but also, they have to take advantage of the turnover from Christian McCaffrey early, though they did jump on top of the Niners right away because when McCaffrey fumbles, the Vikings are able to go the distance and, and get Addison's first TD. But it is never on one guy, so it's never just on the quarterback or just on Christian McCaffrey. The defense has to bear some responsibility as well because think about the number of yards that the Vikings racked up in this game. Kirk Cousins had nearly 400 yards passing. This is without Justin Jefferson. But yeah, the the Vikings, they were able to do a lot of damage on defense. They were 8 of 13, I'm sorry, against the Niners defense. They were 8 of 13 on third down. They only had five penalties. Each team only had five penalties, so relatively clean. But dominating time of possession, the Niners couldn't get the Vikings off the field. They had extended possessions, 10-plus minutes with the football. There are a lot of ways that the Vikings were able to take advantage of the Niners' D. Neither team rushed particularly well, but we know that Kirk Cousins can throw the ball, like it or not. Now, I don't know if I'd agree with Troy Aikman that Kirk Cousins is, a, did he say, a top five quarterback? Ten. Oh, a top ten quarterback. Huh. Maybe in a vacuum. 
Maybe in a vacuum. Maybe if all you're doing is chucking the ball. I mean, he's real smart, though. Um, I think he has a lower ceiling than some of the other dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL, but that's just my opinion. I'd have to go look through it. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad quarterback play. So maybe. True. Maybe um, this year. <laughs> he's definitely top 15 simply because there are that many bad quarterbacks. He's a quarterback. I've always said this, and this is this is a barometer for me. You can win with Kirk Cousins. You don't win because of Kirk Cousins. That, to me, is the difference between the quarterbacks that are the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen. You win because you have those guys. Are you the Bills can, winning right now because of Josh Allen? Uh, they have a chance every game that they play because of Josh Allen. <laughs> that, to me, is the barometer of you talk about a franchise. Joe Burrow. Th- those are guys that you win because they're there. You can win with Kirk Cousins, but you got to put a lot of pieces around him in the right spots. Which you they don't, have. And you're not going to win because of him. And there's not a lot of guys that could do that. They elevate. He's not the guy that elevates. Not in my mind. All right. I like that analysis. Uh, I I am not of the opinion that one guy can ever win you a football game. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. And the quarterback has the ball in his hands more than any other. Kirk Cousins can do some damage with the ball in his hands. And he's, I mean, he's not got Adam Thielen anymore. He doesn't have Justin Jefferson. They've got new guys. Mm -hmm. Look how quickly he's developed a rapport with Jordan Addison. Um, And also, you know, pivoting to Alexander Madison, too, with the run game. No more Dalvin Cook. So they've changed Mm -hmm. a lot of pieces around him, and he's still hit nine different targets in this game. I understand, which is why he's a good, not great quarterback. (laughs) That that again, there's got a, you. it's not a knock. Like there's not a lot of guys that are next level. You win because they're there. As soon as they put the uniform on, you have a different chance. You have a better chance than most of your opponents. There's not a lot of guys like that. Those are the guys that to me are the true franchise, the true when you say top five, top ten. Like that's where I'm looking at. Everything below that, you start to look in different levels. Guys that have the ability to possibly get. The potential is there. If everything's right around them, like and then you go through all the different steps. If he could just be better at this, or if he could not if he could take away the turnovers. Kirk Cousins is just a good, solid quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad. He's good and solid. Now, if you have a really good team around him, you can win a Super Bowl with him. If you don't, you won't. All right, so just out of curiosity, and then we have to take a break because I've got some stuff to do. But uh, does Brock Purdy fall in that same category? Uh, To to me, the the jury's still out because it's only year two. I would say if Brock Purdy can get to the point of really good and can win with him, then the 49ers will win a Super Bowl. He's striving to get to that level. I'll put it this way. If you put Kirk Cousins on the 49ers, do I think he'll win the Super Bowl? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Because he's good enough with the rest of that talent that's around him Absolutely. You put Kirk Cousins on the Chiefs, do I think they win? No, they don't. Mahomes elevates that club. They're better because he makes them better. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page too, which team is in more of a pickle? Is it the Niners or is it the Bills? We've had to push our guest. It's fine. He's live. We're not doing anything. Uh, Well, (laughs) I think it's is all earth shattering, but you may not. So we will wait for him at the top of the hour. But coming up next, well, there's good news and there's bad news, but we've got the coolest surprise for you. It was actually a surprise for me, and now I'm going to share it with you. Here's our latest sports update. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, it was such a cool surprise. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Touch the feather zoning into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Minnesota Vikings. Cousins on third and six. Big blitz like Pete said. So Cousins fires over the middle and it is no caught by Addison. 60-yard touchdown, and the Vikings strike in the shadow of halftime, and they lead 16-7. The New England Patriots. Gensicki into the huddle. Douglas departs for New England. And Mike Wallace aligned to the right inside of Devontae Parker. And meanwhile, Henry, Bourne, and Stevenson flex left before Jones summons Stevenson to the quarterback's right hip. A second and goal to go from the left hash one. Andrews over the football to snap it back. Jones has it. Looks to his right. Throws it to the right. Got it. Touchdown. He's got it. Patriots. There he is. Mike Gesicki off the side of a milk carton. Catching the game winner. The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers in a tie game. Line up with everything in tight. Pickett communicating the play. The lone setback is Najee Harris. Pickett steps in, hands it off. Najee into the end zone. Pittsburgh Steelers go ahead, touchdown. The iron horse, Najee, goes into the end zone. The Cleveland Browns. Here we go. Hudson and Harris Browns from the one. This is the game. Out of the eye, they need the touchdown. Hunt and Harris Walker. Gives to Kareem Hunt. Pushing, pushing. Touchdown! Kareem Hunt got it across the goal line. Kareem Hunt. Are the cardiac kids back? Kareem Hunt getting it over the goal line. The huge touchdown on fourth down. You knew you could run it at that point. It didn't matter. That was the last play. 
I feel like if you score a game-winning touchdown in the final 30 seconds, you automatically qualify for TD of the week, even if it wasn't some impressive, acrobatic, individual feat of strength. And we've got a few game-winning touchdowns, which is pretty incredible. So we give you the one from Monday Night Football that wasn't a game-winner, but it was a 60-yarder for Jordan Addison, who wrestles it away from Chavarius Ward. Gosh, right before half, is able to go the distance. Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. And what a big moment that was heading into the halftime locker room for both teams, actually. Completely turned uh, the tenor and the tone of that first half. The New England Patriots, they desperately needed a win. The Buffalo Bills had come all the way back to grab the lead at Gillette Stadium in the fourth quarter. But Mac Jones, who said he never lost faith in himself, he throws the game-winning touchdown to Mike Jasicki with 12 seconds to go. Bob Sosie and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. Najee Harris gets into the end zone. And like I talked about on our Sunday night show, I felt like the two touchdown drives orchestrated by Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter, the Steelers against the Rams, really showed maturity. And that the offense is growing up. Because as the quarterback goes, a lot of times that's how the offense goes. So definitely a big a big step forward for Kenny Pickett. And a huge win for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. And then Kareem Hunt. 39-38 the final score. Are you kidding me? 39-38. to But the Browns, their radio network, uh, Kareem Hunt with 15 seconds to go, finds pay dirt. And the Browns rally past the Colts. Although in that game, there were eight lead changes. Eight lead changes. Was it about who had the ball last? It's not something you generally say about either the Colts or the Browns. So you can vote for TD of the week. We now have, count them, one, two, three. Three polls running all at the same time from different stretches uh, over the last 24 hours. So we still have our Monday MVP poll. For those of you who are angry at us that we did not select Miles Garrett, well, the Browns defense gave up 38 points. But now you have a chance to vote for TD of the week uh, because that does feature a Cleveland Brown. So... Whether it's TD of the week, whether it's Monday MVP and you're late to the party, or if you just want to tell us which team is in a bigger pickle. Is it the Niners who, I don't know, maybe need to start looking for kickers? The rookie Jake Moody, it's one they drafted, but he's uh, going through his own adversity. They're missing Debo Samuel. He could be out a couple of weeks. Brock Purdy has scuffled along these last couple of day, or last couple of games. The defense, at times... Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense made that defense look middling, maudling and middling. So are the Niners in dire straits? Are they in a pickle? Or is it the Buffalo Bills who just lost to New England, as we talked about? And even though they were able to come all the way back, their defense couldn't hold off the Patriots either. Ramondre Stevenson, he was really the key on that last drive before Jacecki gets the touchdown. And they've also had a turnover issue in a bunch of these games. By the way, Dawson Knox is out now for I'm not sure how long, but he's having surgery, so he's going to miss some time as well. Again, you can vote on 
our show Twitter after hours CBS or on my Twitter a law radio plus on our Facebook page now I mentioned we have a surprise for you it's actually a surprise for me Warriors PR reached out to producer Jay with an email today and this was the link that was attached to the email this is Clay Thompson four-time champion with the Golden State Warriors you're listening to one of the best shows in America <gasps> After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) How about that? After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What a huge surprise. My thank you to Raymond, to Ray Ritter with Warriors PR. He said, we recently had our media day, and we always try to record a few station IDs for some of the national shows around the country. Since we're big fans of Amy and her show, we had Clay Thompson record this for you. Clay Thompson. He now knows after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.